1: Hello, everybody. I'm one half of regular bitches. I'm going to pull my chair. I feel miles away from you there. Um, and uh, thank you for coming to have a look at us on the Gone Fishing stage. Now, obviously, there's only one of us today. I was Sarah Kaywood off the telly, that was the past tense, wasn't it? I was on a couple of weeks ago on Channel 5, actually, on Saturday night, pontificating about the 90s. I'm that girl. 90s girl. Uh, but Louise is my other half, who is the best friend of my best friend, and that's how we met. And um, she isn't here today. Dog didn't eat her homework. She didn't get so blitzed last night that she overslept. Can you guess what happened? Can you guess? She didn't even fucking get pinged. Oh, sorry, kids. Sorry, she didn't even get pinged. I'm not meant to swear. It's gonna be really long, three quarters of an hour. Um, Her daughter got COVID, so she's in isolation hell. But I thought we could just ring her and put her on, just so she can say hello to you all. Is that all right? She'll kill me if I don't. So, hang on, where is she? Lulu, this is where I can't, here she is. I said, keep your phone near you. I mean, she's, yeah, doesn't know what to do with herself. Will you be able to hear her if she's on speaker, do you think? It's ringing. This is scintillating, isn't it? Hi. Say hello to the podcast stage, babes. You're going to have to shout. Say hello, everyone.
0: Hi, I wish I
1: was there. Say, and we've got to do Lou a favour... It's because she wants McFly to sing this later, we've all got to sing it for her. Ready? <laughs> it's all about Lou. It's all about Lou, baby. It's all about Lou. All right, darling, we miss you. Oh, I wish I was there. I wish you, you were there too. Love you. Love COVID. COVID. Bye. Now then, let's get on with the proceedings, shall we? Um, I am one half of regular bitches as I said I used to be on telly in the 90s and we started the podcast because we're 90s women and I know a lot of you were sort of 90s teens probably and I don't think there's anything for mid-age women out there at the moment that is is sort of A bit naughty and a bit silly and a bit edgy and a bit dangerous. Everything around the menopause, and I really hate that word, is a bit dry, pun intended. It really is, isn't it? And I'm still fucking fabulous, all right? You know, I've still got it going on. I can still throw up when I drink too much. It happened last Friday. I'm absolutely mortified about that. Daddy had to look after. But didn't you, baby? Andy, my husband is here, had to look after me. That's only the third time in 48 years, though. You see, things change when you get older. Um, anyway, so we wanted to make this podcast basically for women of all ages. It is mainly mid-age, and I can see most of you here are a lot younger. So when we decided to do this, we were like, God, they were going to be really young, so come to McFly, which is why I've got an amazing guest for you who I think transcends age, really. Um, you may think irregular bitches is not for you because you're not quite of that age yet, but answer me this: How do you speak about yourself, girls, to yourself? The way women of any age see themselves and talk about themselves is frankly, I think, heartbreaking. And we need to stop with the internal negative monologue. We stop, stop, stop. So we chose a woman to come up here with us today whose one mission in life is to reverse the negative self-image we all seem to carry around with us. Um, And uh, author of How to Feel Beautiful... How to feel beautiful, not look beautiful. Ted Talker, motivational speaker and body confidence coach. Get ready to love yourselves a whole lot more. And please welcome two irregular bitches on the Gone Fishing stage, Lizzie Jackson-Barrett. Can you get up, love? Yeah. Come on, up the stairs. I just clambered up here. I think that's your microphone there. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Yes, yes, very
2: excited to be here. Oh,
1: well, thank you for filling the gaping hole left by Louise Mitchell. I will fill Louise's hole.
2: <laughs> Anytime. See what we're like. Uh, can I
1: just say the fact that Lizzie has um, matched her outfit with, with our branding is a co-
2: total accident. Subliminal messaging, I think. Subliminal minimal. <laughs> <messaging, yeah. laughs>
1: you did, and I want this jacket now. It's fabulous. You can have it when I'm done. Oh, thank you. You just right. tell me where it's from so I can go and buy one. Okay. Do you, I'm a single white female. Don't worry. I'm quite <laughs> harmless. I won't come and steal your man. Um, now, I love this quote from you. Feeling beautiful has nothing to do with how you look and everything to do with how you look at yourself. True that, yeah? Absolutely. So can you tell us how you came to be all that you are?
2: Oh, that's a big question. It really is. It's, okay. probably,
1: it's all right. We've got three quarters of an hour minus right. five minutes. All right,
2: well, make yourselves comfy. As comfy as you can get on a hay bale.
1: That's it, I've got gin. I could even put my feet up, couldn't I?
2: Go on, hit me, Lizzie. Right, well, I've only looked like this for about four years. Really? I lost my hair in 2017, found my first bald patch while I was getting ready for my 40th birthday. And within two months, I had lost all my hair to Mm -hmm. alopecia. And like most women, I think, I had spent my whole life thinking that the way I looked wasn't good enough. Yeah. Because we all get all these messages, right, from everywhere we look, from media and... How to get bikini body ready. Exactly. So after spending, really, all my life since I was about 11 years old, thinking the most important thing for me to do was to change how I looked. Yeah. Like dieting and straightening my hair and whitening my teeth. and You know, just all the stuff. It's exhausting, isn't it? It's exhausting, it's expensive and it takes so much of your energy and then I lost all my hair. And what that actually did, initially, was make me think, well, I was right all along. I am never going to be a beautiful woman now because beautiful women don't look like this. That's
1: heartbreaking.
2: It was tough, yeah. I mean, for a few months, I went to quite a dark place. Yeah. There were a lot of tears. Got two of my besties sitting over there and uh, Rachel. We and approve of teacher. Sam and Rachel. Yeah, Sam and Rachel. Ooh. All there for me every time, mm-hmm. and Rachel saw me through some pretty tough times. Lots of crying, and mm. it was hard. Yeah, but then I had a bit of an epiphany. Right. So about about four months after I lost my hair, I was crying in bed one night, which was nothing new by that point. Lots of crying in bed, and I was crying because of all of that energy and time and money that I had wasted trying to look beautiful and crying because I was never going to look like you the f- women I wanted Did you feel it had been like. futile? It's been such a waste. Yeah. Like for 30 years I've been doing it. So it all just felt like everything was pointless and crashing down and I'd done it all for nothing and what was the point because I'm never going to look like all those women yeah. that I tra- wanted to look like. And then this little voice popped into my head and said, but that means you can stop. And I was like, what? Stop? Stop what? Stop, stop all of it. Like you had a choice, like you yeah. finally realised you had a choice. Exactly. You are never going to look like all those women that you've been looking up to for your whole life. So just stop trying and put all of that energy and money and time and everything else into other stuff that actually makes you happy. Yeah. So that was kind of the turning point for me. It's such as it's so simple. It's, it's like obvious, the most isn't it? simple thing in the world. It's just don't fucking bother. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, because the truth is, none of us sitting here are going to look like those women that we're supposed to want to look like because they're not. They real. don't look like those women. <laughs> exactly. Listen. They're not real. Yeah. So why are we wasting our whole lives trying to do that? So that was the moment it all changed for me and that I started to really think about how do I really feel about myself Mm. rather than how am I supposed to feel about myself. And
1: were you coaching before this or literally... So you were already a coach at this point.
2: I had qualified as a coach about six months before I lost my hair. And I was kind of not quite sure what sort of coach I was going to be. Kind of life coach type thing and I wasn't sure. And then I lost my hair and I had a big panic so I stopped working and I stopped coaching for a while. Right. But then came out the other side realising that I was seeing myself differently and giving myself permission to just be happy with who I was. And I, that's quite a glib thing to say, is it? We hear that all the time. Just love yourself from the inside. Yeah. And we hear it all the time. But when it actually happens in practice, what it really meant was that night where I'd been crying and then said, you can stop, you know, all of that stuff. The next day, I looked in the mirror and felt like I was properly looking at myself for the first time. Yeah. And I asked myself, how do I really feel about having lost my hair? Uh-huh. And I realised, actually, I'd been doing all this crying because that's how I thought I was supposed to respond. Yeah. And I looked in the mirror and I thought, actually, I think it suits me. It
1: really suits <laughs> I think, honestly, I think we've all... I mean, just... I, I know this, and this also sounds clear, but I said to you earlier, I genuinely think every single woman on the planet is gorgeous. Because, you know, unless they're mean. When you're mean, that meanness comes out of every pore, I think. But by and large, and also I did, when I won one fallow period of telly, because there's lots of big gaps in my career, I retrained as a makeup artist. And I, I, honestly, there is not a woman on the planet that you can't make look gorgeous with a little bit of makeup. It's it's a wonderful thing.
2: Love my makeup. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have to wear it. That's not what we're saying. No, and I think that is the point, isn't it? Yeah. Do, what, do what you like. Say, don't wear makeup, don't straighten your hair, don't go on a diet. If you want to do all those things, you can do those things. Yeah. But what is at the core of it, I think, is knowing why you're doing it. So yeah. if you're doing it because that's what we think all women are supposed to look like and supposed to do, then just stop. It's just and the such other, a waste. I,
1: it's, it's women do it for other women as yeah. well, don't they? Like, I don't... This is awful. Like, my husband, I have the, the Botox and the filler and the hair and all the rest of it, he would rather I did none of it, but I was like, oh, darling, I'm not going on Instagram without all my uh, comfort, my beauty comfort blankets. And actually, now, I have them because they make me happy. So that's why. But I don't do it because I think I have to age better than you know a 38 year old woman i'm 48 by the way i just do it because i like being frozen in time (laughs) i'm frowning right now (laughs) (laughs) i can't frown save my life many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care
0: Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
1: <laughs> um, so how did you come to write the book then? That must be a really recent thing. Where's Liz's book?
2: Oh, is I put down it there? in my bag. Did I put it in my bag?
1: Liz's got like a book. She's got a book. available on Amazon and everything. One click. There it is. Thanks, babe. How to be beautiful. Thanks, so this is. I a knew new, I brought
2: you for a reason. So
1: this is a new addition to the repertoire then, is it?
2: Yes, so... <laughs> I started coaching women on body confidence, and women were coming to me to just talk about how to feel better in their own skin. And the more I did it, the more I realised exactly the same stuff was coming up in every single woman I worked with, no matter what she looked like. Women who were just these beautiful, statuesque, can't speak, gorgeous, gorgeous women, would sit at my table with me crying because they were worried that their nose wasn't quite right. And so the same stuff again and again. I thought, actually... Like, there's a book in this. Yeah. I can put all of this stuff together. So I wrote the book. Um, and I wasn't really sure, you know, what was going to happen or how it would be received. But I think having, you know, my fat bald face on the front, called a book <laughs> called How to Feel Beautiful, it makes people interested in kind of wondering what it's all about. And it I
1: think it's really, I've got Lizzie's given me a copy today, and I'm going to keep it for autumn. My little girl's over there. Sorry about the swears, baby. She gets yeah. really upset with me. Um because I think it's really important I see her on YouTube and she's watching all these all the and the tiktokers yeah. oh, the tiktokers and I just want to make sure that she's protected from I mean actually as a as a 48 year old it wasn't as bad it's sort of that it's perhaps you guys actually or you guys very very young at the front um who really struggle with it who are just looking at perfection day in day out i mean god if i could ban one thing in this world it would be Filters, yeah. Wouldn't you look, that Filter. Imagine a filterless world. Imagine that. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Well, we lived through a filterless world at one point, didn't we? Listen, We also lived through the nineties. It's a miracle we're both here, and there was. There's no <laughs> photographic evidence. <which laughs> Thank a God. Blessing. Thank God. <laughs> um, there's one thing in the book that you talk about about receiving compliments. Mm. Is there a woman in this room that can receive a compliment? Well. <laughs> We just apologize for it. Don't we go, oh, this old thing? Or, oh, no, oh, yeah. It's only because I say, people say, well, you look really young ago. <laughs> it's all the Botox. No, actually, I do look quite young for my age. I'll tell you that. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, you so, do. how do you learn to take a compliment graciously without sort of doing that really annoying head toss thing that, re- that annoying women do who <laughs> you know they've got it going on? You know, oh, thanks.
2: Well, I'm already a step ahead there because
1: I've got nothing. <laughs> to you've flip. got no hair to do. Flick my earrings at you or something. But. <laughs> you could, you could fl- yeah, flick the yeah. feathers. That sounded really wrong. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, how to teach me how to
2: accept a compliment gra- graciously. Well, I think the thing that we we all get told about that is, if someone pays you a compliment, say thank you and then just stop talking. Don't thank You're you. You're asking me to stop talking. Yeah, I know. Maybe not you, Sarah, but most people. <laughs> But I think that actually, although that is useful advice, it goes back a stage before that because it's very, very hard to accept somebody else saying something nice about you if you don't say nice things about yourself first. Yeah. So if you fall into that whole pattern of, you know, making those self-deprecating jokes... Like me of about three years ago... When I was squeezing through that little gap to come up here, I'd have made some joke. About, oh, God, lucky I'm so skinny. I wouldn't have got through because I'd be worrying. You'd all be thinking, oh, that fat woman trying to get through that little gap. And, so, and actually, you're the only person thinking that. Exactly. Yeah. And that takes a lot to realise that. And it also, if somebody did think that, like, what does it matter? It oh. doesn't matter. So, the first thing really is, and it is, it's not easy and it's not a quick thing to do, but making a commitment to just stop saying unkind things about yourself yeah. comes before you can really accept a compliment. Because even if you just say thank you and then shut up, it doesn't mean you believe it or you've taken it on board, but yeah. it's helped at all. So it's... The way you speak to yourself is the very, very first thing that needs to change before anything else can happen.
1: Which brings me on to my next question, actually. And I, I think I'm putting you all on the spot. This is going to make you feel quite uncomfortable, so don't feel you have to. But hands up who thinks they're beautiful. Yeah, no, you... you so I did well there, I, Andy. He's in easily a nine. Um, to okay. be fair, <laughs> he,
2: he is quite fit.
1: He's all right. Yeah, he is. I did well. He's still punching. Um, okay, <laughs> now hands up who thinks they're children, friends, partners, pets, and the woman in the checkout at Sainsbury's are beautiful. You do it all the time, don't you? I even point them out for Andy's benefit. I go, look at her ass. <laughs> Jesus. you. Can... <laughs> Is that why you and were it's... walking behind me earlier? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, i peachy. Mm-hmm. Um, but how can we, ha- you know, what, fr- firstly, why does the, where does this all start? Where does this start? What age? How do, how do I stop autumn being like that? As she's growing up, she's seven now. So how do I stop her looking around and seeing that everybody else is better than her? Don't tell me she can't go on social media because that's unrealistic.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that is unrealistic. And clearly the answer to that is a long answer. Mm -hmm. Full details can be found in my book. Um, (laughs) One click. (laughs) um, I mean, there's a lot that goes into being able to accept those compliments and see yourself positively and speak about yourself positively, but really the first step is to notice every time you do say something unkind or self-deprecating because we do it all the time and s- most of the time we don't even realise that's what we're doing. So tuning into that little voice that is constantly going in your head about, I don't know, getting ready to come out today and sit on a stage in front of these people. It'd be really easy for both of us to look in the mirror and go, oh, God, but my is a bit... and my skin and I've got some spots. And as soon as you start doing that, that's all you notice about yourself. Yeah. So instead just looking in the mirror and making yourself notice what's good what mm. looks great because no matter what you look like there will be something you can tell me as your best feature yeah. so don't just have one best feature have 10 have it's a, it's
1: a bit like it's it's a life skill i think but i think but when you're when you're happy and jolly and nice and kind happy jolly nice kind things by and large will happen to you isn't it called the law of affirmation in psychology and people call it like people have read The Secret all those sorts of books call it the um, uh, what's it oh attra- attraction yeah, no, and attraction, attraction multi, all that bullshit it's actually just if you feel good if you you know if you feel good people will, will want to come to that and if you're throwing out negativity people don't want to be around it. it is that
2: simple isn't it there is another trick oh I'm all another about trick. A, trick a life hack hashtag life hack <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> Brace yourself. Yeah. Just start saying nice things even if you don't believe them about yourself. Because the, the truth is the words we say become our reality.
1: Well, this is neural pathways, isn't it? This exactly. is another so You can actually retrain your brain. So if you are a negative person, you can spin it and become a positive person, can't you? You've just gotta have a fucking word with yourself every time you say something negative.
2: Yeah, and I made a decision to start using the word beautiful to describe myself... ...way before I actually felt beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I just wasn't prepared to keep describing myself as in negative terms all the time. Mm. So, for me, that's kind of the biggest piece of advice I could give... ...is just use nice words about yourself... ...even if at first they don't sit right and they don't feel true. Because yeah. the more you say them, the more they become your truth. Yeah. But on the flip side of this... I worry
1: about, like, Andy gets cross with me if I tell the kids they're beautiful, and like, like oh, you're so, oh, you look so cute, oh, you're beautiful. He's like, it should be so much more than that. So how do we make sure they're confident, our children, uh, without them being arrogant, <laughs> without them being arrogant? Like, is it just
2: to tell them that it's on the inside that counts as well, or is that... There... I think it's about us accepting everything about us that makes us amazing, and that yeah. includes the way we look, but isn't limited to the way we look. And... Clearly, as well-rounded humans and as we grow up, we should also be kind of aware of, you know, where we might want to be better people or improve yeah. the way we show up Always in the Always room for way. improvement, essentially. So I don't think I would ever describe myself in any way as perfect and flawless. And, but I think that being able to say, you know, I'm beautiful and I'm kind and I'm clever and I'm funny, it's all right to say all those things mm-hmm. because we're very, very British. We don't do that, do we? Because that's not... No. Not, and I think being British, we don't do it. But also being women, part of being a girl is sometimes about being a little bit modest and a bit coy and, and oh, no, not really, no, I'm really... Yeah. And all of that nonsense. See me not swearing there? Nonsense. Well done. Uh, well, it's not about sworn all of us.
1: Again, <laughs> I'm going to get a warning from this. They're going to be like, I need a little bleeper. I should have just brought it like, on my phone. Bleep! <laughs> uh, the next question I've got here is, um, can you be confident and self-loving and gracious? Won't people think you're just a bit of a twat? <laughs> it is a possibility <laughs> I get, it's the tone isn't it tell me how Lizzie I don't want to be a twat
2: <laughs> some people might think I already am one but I guess that's what some people might but does it really matter mm. what's more important that somebody doesn't like the way that you're being kind to yourself so they think you're a twat mm. or you don't want anyone to think you're a twat so you keep being horrible about yourself yeah. I'd rather just have someone think I'm a twat personally yeah a,
1: that needs a ripple. <laughs> a, I think that needs a ripple. Thank, oh, thank you very
2: much. <laughs> <laughs> Someone write that down. That was a really good line. And that really
1: like was. <laughs> that needs framing. That's what you know. Those of those self-motivation Meme-y things. Those are they memes? Me gift memes.
2: Are they memes? Are they memes? Oh, look, look fly I have just
1: come to watch us. <laughs> Hi. I'm j- obviously. I'm checking everybody's like. <laughs> I have met them, by the way. Just an aside met one of my friend's parties. They're very lovely. Anyway. They look very lovely. Yeah. Um, so where do we start to reverse this lifelong negative? Like, wh- how do you unpick it all? Because it is so ingrained. It's there. We do it without even realising.
2: Mm. I mean, there's so many different things you could do. One thing could be to ask somebody who spends a lot of time with you, who you trust, to point out to you every time you do it. Mm-hmm. Every time you make a mean joke about your saggy tummy or you know whatever mm-hmm. just let them just oh, tell, tell her every time she does it um, because then that helps you to start realising that whole kind of internal monologue you're having that has just we've all done it for so long we don't even realise we're doing it Yeah. Anymore. so really the first step is realising that you're doing it yeah
1: I have, I have actually stopped wearing, because I have a thing about, I've got had loads of operations on my stomach, so I've got like a real overhang, I had two C-sections, I had a bowel resection, all sorts. Um, and I used to wear Spanx every day, and I've stopped, because they give me gas. And it's not worth it anymore. They do, they, you see, the boys are like, really, that's a thing? Because they don't know, every woman in this room has felt the pain of being in a bridesmaid dress, and spanks, and really feeling gassy because it's just it's compressing your bloody innards. Yep. I found them.
2: They're I gone. I know you've said before about how you feel about your tummy, and I think that's another really important thing. Is because a lot of the kind of backlash on social media from kind of body positivity, you know, activists. Yeah. Things, uh, it's all about kind of loving those bits you hate and talking about your. I know your stretch marks being.
1: Oh, no, hang on, tiger stripes. stripes. I've earned my tiger stripes. Yeah. i that. Actually, actually hate that.
2: Actually, really annoys me. I'm not for all that because that kind of says until you can s- love every part of your naked body when you look in the mirror, then you're never going to get where you want to be. Yeah. And I think feeling beautiful isn't about thinking every part of you is physical perfection. I still... Like, if a genie popped out of a, a bottle... What do they pop out of? Not bottles. Whatever genies pop out of. What? A lamp. what well, Christina Aguilera says bottle. Well, that's she it. She must well, be right. Good enough for Christina. Yeah. So, if one of them said to me, I will grant you three wishes to change your appearance, what you want, I wouldn't say, no, go away. i say, a flatter tummy, please, smaller thighs, and then i think of something else. Yeah. So, it's all right for there to be bits of you that you're not that great about, yeah. but you can still... Call yourself beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's a message that gets a bit lost sometimes. And another kind of one for how we talk to our kids about how they talk about themselves is that it doesn't matter if there's bits of you you don't like. You're still allowed to think you look bloody gorgeous.
1: Yeah. I mean, my next question, you sort of already answered because I think you almost need an accountability buddy. But I said, what sorts of things can we do to
2: help ourselves and those around us? I mean, I think when it comes to those around us, it is... Paying really genuine and heartfelt compliments, and I love paying. Don't you love making people feel I love nice? A compliment.
1: Isn't it one of the greatest joys in life? Is to just I stop people in the street sometimes. They think I'm a bit mad, and I'll go. Oh my god! I just love your dress. You look really lovely. And they're like, oh, thanks, weirdo.
2: But I'm going to carry on doing it. I think everybody should do it more. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm all for that, and make it like a real compliment. So if somebody is sitting there on the hay bale next to you, and actually. The colour they're wearing really looks lovely on them. Then tell them that. Yeah, the lady on the stage is that colour really does
1: suit you. The lady sitting next to me on the stage, who I happen (laughs) to know now, so new bestie. Right now, my daughter
2: saw this new new jacket that I bought for today and said, "It looks like I'm standing here, sitting here, going, oh look how wacky and mad I am, everyone, and that I look like I'm a children's. How old is she? Twelve. Oh. to be fair, she, that's there's nothing really I could have worn that would approve ed- of. I
1: need to look and see who it's. I'm gonna
2: have it. Do you know where it's from? Elsie's attic.
1: New collection. New collection. Does Probably not Somebody because it, it was Google. in the sale. That's the only
2: reason I bought I'm it. I'm gonna cheap. have one. I'm
1: definitely gonna copy you. Uh, now, there's things in the book that you can do, guided meditations, that sort of thing. Um, can we maybe have a go with me at one. Sure. Bit of practical people. Let's have a little look. I like, she's got lovely little post-its Hello. A little post, very cute. I love a post-it. Mm. Are you deciding Welcome which one spots. might suit me best?
2: I, I'm trying to remember where i
1: uh, <laughs> While you find one, I, I'm actually going <laughs> to, um, can, so. I, can I read you some... That, so I, These are all the quotes that are on Lizzie's website, which is lizziejacksonbarrett.com, is it? Yeah. That's easy, isn't it? Um, when you don't feel happy in your own skin, you miss out on so much... I'll show you how to love and accept yourself inside and out so that you can stop worrying what people think and finally live the confident life you deserve. not that nice? Um, haven't you lived like this for long enough? This is what resonated with me. You've spent so much time, money and energy on trying to change the way you look. And sure, you can keep hoping that body confidence is one more diet away. That if you could just change one more thing, you look in the mirror and be happy at last. But deep down, you know this isn't true. And that is, I think that's... that's a, this, I'm 48, and this has only just come to me, is stop waiting. You know when you're like, oh, after this busy week's happened, life will calm down. Um, after, after that event, then I can have a rest and chill out in the bath of the magazine. After. And actually, those are all things you should be living in the moment doing already. It's kind of mindfulness, really, isn't it? And, but being mindful about the way you look as well. Yeah. Have you found oh, that? Yeah, I have. Go yeah. on, then.
2: What have I got to do? Right. Okay, so... This is from a chapter yeah. called What is Beautiful Anyway? Yeah. Um, because the reason I wrote that chapter is is we kind of have this received wisdom about what a beauty... Like, if you go to Google and you type an image search for beautiful woman... Who comes up? Oh, just,
1: Does anyone know who would come up? It would be your money. It be should be me now, shouldn't it? It really should. <laughs> I and mean, that algorithm yeah. sorts this
2: out and it's a best, you know, time's bestseller, that will exactly. come up. Exactly, yeah. So they're all, like, pretty much the same, these women. And so that's what we think beautiful looks like. So I wanted to write a chapter that just got us to start thinking differently about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in each chapter, I've called them guided reflections and it's just about you kind of reflecting on how you feel uh-huh. about things and maybe challenging your own thinking. So, this is about really what we talked about at the start of this conversation, which is about it's all right to you know, go on a diet or do whatever as long as you're doing it for the right reason. Yeah. So, this is what I've said, and it does involve writing down, so you have to pretend you're, you're writing or something. Okay. But, uh, write a list of all the things you do that change how you look in some way. Oh, so, <gasps> you know, shit, mm. I'd be here all day, mate. It's a long list, right? So some might be small things, like wearing mascara every day, getting false nails, or colouring your hair. Some might be bigger things, such as losing weight or having surgery. Maybe you regularly wear control underwear that disguises your natural shape. Or perhaps you always add a filter to your photos before you share them. Write down as many as you can think of. So get thinking. I do all of those. That's quite shameful, isn't it? I do every single one. Well, is it shameful? You're about to find out. Okay. (laughs) For each one, Mm -hmm. I've asked you in the book to rate them from one to ten, but you can just kind of have a... Oh, I haven't had surgery. surgery. And... Rate these statements from one to ten against each one. So right. let's just, well, if you don't mind me telling everyone, you told me you get your eyebrows done, right? You get your eyebrows oh,
1: done. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can tell. Look at them. So They're fierce. <laughs> I had them done the other day. So it's good, though, though my
2: Claire. They, they look great. Yeah. Take that one. And here are four statements, and we just need to say how true each of these statements right. is. Right. So, so ten is this is spot on. Yeah. Zero is absolutely not. Right. I do this because I'm scared not to. What's spot on? Spot on is 10 out of 10. 10 out of
1: 10. Okay.
2: Because d- otherwise they're real patchy and bold. yeah. So scared that... You can be coaching her now. But know. scared
1: that I, d- I, I won't look as nice without them.
2: Okay. Yeah. I do this because it makes me feel good.
1: Oh, I do, yeah. Okay. 10 out of 10.
2: I do this because I feel like I ought to. Mm, no,
1: probably 5 out of 10. Mm-hmm.
2: And I do this because I love and respect myself. Well, that's probably about a seven. So you do it more because you're scared not to than because of love and respect for yourself, Sarah.
1: Oh God, she used to be a sex education teacher, can't you tell? <laughs> I feel proper told off now. <laughs> you're gonna tell me about the birds and bees after this, aren't you? I think you this might already know about of those things.
2: Um, yeah, okay. I feel so coached. the point is, is that all these things that we mm. do, it's all right to do them once we work out why we're doing them. So if we do them, if it's 10 out of 10 because you do it because you love and respect yourself or because it makes you feel good, then that's a good reason. Keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. If you're doing it because you're scared not to or because you feel like you ought to, then maybe we need to start thinking about, well, shall I carry on then? Is that yeah. the reason I want to be doing this to myself? So that's the one I thought I would share with you today because it just helps yeah. you to start thinking about that. Um, and then I was also just going to share with you from the same chapter, just going back you? to um, your question oh. about how to get, get our daughters to... Yeah, I think that, that's, stop, for me, what,
1: that's yeah. the most... And it looks like a lot of these girls in here might not be old enough to have kids, but I, I'm sure they will share our worries about the world that, our, that
2: youngsters will be growing up into. Exactly. So, Wisdom. Well, there's upwill. two things. Yeah. First thing, as mums, for anyone who's in, in here who is a mum or will be a mum one day, is to talk nicely about ourselves. The way that my children talk about their own bodies has changed since they started seeing me describing myself as beautiful. Has it really? They're being nice about themselves now.
1: Uh, that's um, monkey see, monkey do, ultimately, <laughs> yes. isn't it?
2: And... Usually, as a child, your mum is the most beautiful person in, in your entire universe as a child, right? When you're little... Am I old Tim? Isn't, <laughs> yeah, good go, <girl>, old Tim. <laughs> so if the person who you think is the most beautiful woman in the world is saying, no, you're wrong, I'm not, that changes your whole view of yeah. every woman that you ever see, including the woman that you're going to grow up to be. So that's the first thing, is spe- say nice things about ourselves in front of our kids if it's the only thing we well, do. Well, in front of everybody, but most yeah. importantly in front of our kids. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing that is also in that chapter is about looking for women who look like us in some way. So when I first lost my hair, I was so scared to be seen by anyone because I don't look how most women look. Mm. And then i found a facebook support group for people who have alopecia and i was seeing all these photos of bald women who all of them looked amazing and the more i saw them the more i didn't feel like such an abnormality i yeah. felt like the way i look is okay and it's it's all right to be a woman in it like this so getting our daughters to do it but also doing it for ourselves is just looking for women who feel a little bit like us in some way, represent the way we look in some way, just to remind ourselves that there are as many ways to be beautiful as there are people in the world. And so when you see someone who is a bit like you... So I had a client once who really, really worried because she was really moly. She had a lot of moles and it gave her really... I've got got moly back
1: and I don't like wearing backless things for that reason. So I
2: gave her the homework to just have a little sneaky lookout for people who were a bit mole which is a bit strange homework, isn't it? But yeah. then I said, once you've seen them, in your head, just pay them a compliment. And she said she was sitting in the doctor's surgery and a woman sat down next to her who had some moles, and she thought to herself, wow, she has got amazing legs. Nothing to do with her moles, but she was making that connection yeah. between someone who looked a bit like her, looking amazing and yeah. having a compliment. So seeking out people who are a bit like us, and especially a bit like the things we are self-conscious about, and still seeing beauty in them, yeah, helps us to see the beauty in ourselves. It's funny, isn't it? Because also,
1: I think celebrities do have, you know, some sort of responsibility to us. Because I remember when Madonna first got famous, and she had, she's got the mole there. And people, there was a big furore, I think, because somebody airbrushed it out of it. I don't know where the smash hits, but somebody airbrushed it out of a photo and she went nuts. She was really cross. And then who else? Cindy Crawford as well has got the mole. And I was always really chuffed. And I used to say, Oh, Mum, I've got really mole, I've really moly back. And she'd go, They're not their beauty spots. And so she always would tell me their beauty spots and they used to feel a wren and Madonna and Cindy, you know, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for my back. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lizzie, honestly, you are the gift that keeps on giving and thank, thank you, you so much. much for being an anir- my irregular bitch today, woman. <laughs> Uh, We've actually licked each other earlier. We both had negative COVID tests, so we got a bit overexcited. We did a bit. Thank you so much for coming, by the way, guys. Really appreciate it. And I hope it's been of some value to you as well.